0: Live here. Live! But we don't have to necessarily know what that means. What's the someday of black? I like there's not reason want- this story happens now.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the movie writes itself.
0: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still streaming. How do I stop streaming? No! It's Monday, but it feels like a Thursday.
1: Interesting. Yes, it's Monday, <laughs> but it feels like a Thursday.
0: You Not know what a bad mean? one.
1: Yeah. No, mean? I actually really do know what you mean. Yeah. Welcome everyone to Ben and Jake Write a Movie live on Thursday. No, I mean no, Monday. I what, day what year November is it? Number <laughs> seven.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know that this is our thirtieth episode. Amazing.
0: That's 30 incredible. Episodes, man. Thirty episodes of this.
1: People That's have actually cool. continued to watch us.
0: Thanks if you've continued to watch 30 us. Thirty
1: hours. Because honestly,
0: I'd have tuned out long. Ago. I mean, I have tuned out long ago, and I'm doing it. <laughs> no, you
1: know, honestly, yeah. it's been really fun, and yeah, not all Indiana Jake. I just noticed that. I'm Ben. This is Jake. We Hello. are Ben and Jake. Um, this are, week are we
0: the same Ben and Jake? If Ben and Jake write a movie,
1: we are not.
0: Oh, okay, they're a different kind.
1: Yes, they're, they're different. we
0: went on to uh, podcasts. There are a bunch of Ben and Jake oh. podcasts.
1: Oh, there's other Ben and Jakes on YouTube. We're not the only Ben and Jakes.
0: I mean, I know it was it, but like, you know, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? That like multiple people have I podcasts know.
1: with people you. called
0: Ben and Jake. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. Seriously. I mean, it's it, kind of crazy. It's either really interesting or just like so many people have a podcast nowadays. <laughs> That is possible. You no, know, it's probably uh, you know Raphael and George, probably several of those. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> I
1: um. So this week we're going to be streaming um, exclusively on YouTube. We are. Um, we don't know how it's going to go. We may go back to doing Facebook and Twitter because we're I,
0: threatening. We're threatening Facebook's takeover by Elon Musk. Right.
1: Right. Right. You mean Twitter? <laughs> Or you you purposely oh, say Oh, hang on, wait, yeah.
0: it's Twitter? Oh, I get confused. Um, so, um,
1: you know, the main reason, honestly, is that Facebook has just really bad analytics. It's hard to tell, really, how many people are watching, when. Right. And, and the more we try and kind of get this to where we have the most engagement possible, yep. um, it's just easier to do with... Is uh, there a
0: reason to take it off of Facebook?
1: Well, because oh, then people are watching there instead be, of here.
0: They'll be forced to go to you. But how will they know yeah. on Facebook that we're streaming live?
1: Well, for example, I just posted on Facebook that, that, that we were going to be streaming live. There
0: you go. So that—that's that, <laughs> that's how they'll know. That's,
1: that's, how, they'll that's know. how they'll know. That's how they'll know. If there you, you become a subscriber, you will also know. So so definitely subscribe. You can do
0: that now. There's um, also a bell somewhere in the in the window where you can get notified Ooh, there's a little bell there's, there's three there's things you can do you can like you can subscribe and you can hit the bell and I hitting the bell that. means that you'll get notifications about when new certain things you're
1: like blowing my mind right now. i know
0: right i didn't know about it either until so i was going oh there's a bell Oh like,
1: wow well you know
0: and it was yep like subscribe and hit the bell
1: we can definitely put it back on facebook the i just there's something at least about knowing let's try it for a week the yeah i think we try it for a week and see if yeah. we can get people to kind of switch over to the youtube platform because i it's just i don't know facebook there it's hard to even see how many people even engaged so anyways point is here we are on youtube we'll see if you watch us live maybe you will
0: maybe, maybe you will. won't maybe but you here's won't. the
1: exciting thing we are now on spotify
0: we are. It took us a minute to figure that out, didn't it? Yes. But we had we had a really? few requests from people over in the Reddit uh, screenwriting group who said, mm-hmm. "Can you be on Spotify?" And so we have now done that. So if you are watching on YouTube and uh, like to consume your podcasts, our, our, our audibly or Audibu- audibly, audibly, I as writer. I speak good English. Audibly. Yes? Yeah. Then, uh, and you have Spotify. You can go and do that. And then there's this
1: other weird thing where we actually uploaded the videos of these live sessions to
0: Spotify. So I'm not
1: sure. I'm not a Spotify user. I have to admit. Yeah, so I'm boy, not sure if there's a video function on Spotify now, but it seems like there might be. I wonder. So you might even be able to watch the video versions of these um, right. on Spotify. There you go. Maybe. I don't know. We're uploading it into the ether. Into the ether.
0: But, um, so um, we've been doing little business-y question things. Yeah, I think it's beginning. good. I think we should try and limit that time that we do that. I think it's useful and helpful, but also feel like it might be taking us away from... Um, from the the bulk of what we are doing, which is writing this screenplay, so maybe why don't we give right. ourselves a little time limit on that and see if we can do it within fifteen minutes? Yeah, okay. Do like Just
1: fifteen minute business talk question. Business talk, yeah, we can, we talk. We can do
0: that. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got. A, I have got a plan about that today. Oh, well, I thought um, you
1: were coming with something.
0: No, I haven't got a thing. No, I'm completely. I'm. I'm like Craig Mason uh, on on script notes with, have you got a one cool thing, Craig? He's like, no, Uh, what about this water bottle? This water bottle's my one cool thing.
1: (laughs) I have a a topic. I don't know if we'll be able to do it in 15 minutes, but I have a topic. Um, So I think we should talk about the process or at least the um, experience of taking a spec screenplay to market. Great. Um, Jake and I, we, um currently have a spec screenplay out in the world. So fingers crossed. Yes. Hey. We'll um, call it a spec screenplay for all intents and purposes.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: will said- spec. Yeah. Kinda. It's kinda. been spec again.
0: Spec. Speckage- yeah. Spec. Speckage-
1: <laughs> originally, I mean, look, the backstory is I'm gonna take up some of our 15 minutes now, Jake. Um
0: it was a project that, that we was, sold to Sony six years ago. We got it back.
1: Pitch, it was an original yes. that we then sold to Sony. Yes. Um. Back in 20, uh, 15. 15, yep. 2015, early 2015. Yep. Um, and um, we wrote a draft for Sony, and then things happen as they do in Hollywood, and they decided not to go forward and make the movie. Um, but there's this nice little thing that the Writers Guild allows you to do. Mm. After five years, if there's been no active development on your project, you have the right of reacquisition. Yeah. It was a right as a union member to have. And because of that right, we were able to um, ask Sony for our script back. Yes. And the terms are that we have to pay them everything that they paid us. Yeah. But here's the fun part about it. We're not going to pay them. No. Nah. We're hoping we're going to find someone else to pay them. Yeah. So in this case, we had a draft, but of course it was a first draft ish draft so the reason i say it is a spec screenplay is because what we then did is we specced two more drafts two more drafts two more drafts drafts. of of that script for both our producer
0: both the producer and the actor attached to star
1: correct yeah um and so we now have a new version of that screenplay that is out in the market Um, We have a a wonderful director and a wonderful actor both attached, Um, and the
0: process is an interesting one. Yeah, Um, so what happens when you take, when you, let's say, got everything packaged up, you've got all the pieces in place, what happens then?
1: Well, what happens then all depends on who your pieces of your package are, honestly, but the idea would be then to make a list of where to go, right? Um, if you you have a super super high-powered producer they may be the ones who are making that list if you have a super high-powered director with um you know their own production company then they may be the ones running with that list
0: and where to go we mean studios who are actually going to make buyers 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 Buyers. any buyers
1: Uh, depending on the size of your movie will also determine what buyers you're going to um the uh your agents will hopefully be involved in that, your manager mm-hmm. will hopefully be involved in that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um your lawyer probably isn't involved at this stage yet. No, probably not. Um, but they are waiting in the wings, knowing that a project is going out to the town. Yes. Um, hoping that there will be an offer. And um so you make that list, and usually um based on the package, you're gonna go to places where um there are relationships. Go to places where you've either you just know they're looking for this kind of material. You know that they can afford this kind of project. You know that um, they have been, you know, wanting to work with this actor, wanting to work with this director. Um, very. I mean, sometimes it's our relationships, but
0: most of the time, yeah.
1: everybody else's relationships. It's, it's
0: it's a combination, and and sometimes you might you know, have a list of studios and you might go, who likes who at what studio? Yeah. You know, so you might go, okay, well, we've got a relationship with this exec over here and they might go, well, we have no relationships there at all. So that's great. You know, right. and the other one might be, well, we've got this relationship and we've got this relationship. Which one is more important? Yes. Um, and
1: bringing back all the way to a previous conversation we had about relationships in this business, because this is this is one of those moments where- yeah having those relationships are important. Not because they're going to definitely buy your script, but because you have a warmer read. And by warmer, I just mean that they've read you before, they know you can work, they know you can write, or they've worked with the director before, they know they can pull it off. And So there's just a little bit more acceptance in terms of, okay, this script may not be ready to shoot tomorrow, but I have faith in the team around it that we can get it there. Right. so once you have that list, then your again, it depends on the situation, either your reps or your producer will start to make calls. And this is where having a log line w- might help you because your reps and your agent have to call up the executives at these various places that they've all determined are the best executives to go to. And they have to say, Hey, I've got a script written by Ben and Jake, and it's got this director and this actor and they're going to go, cool. What's it about? And they have to be able to say what it's yeah. about
0: yeah. in a
1: way that makes the executive go, yeah, I'd Ooh, like to yeah, read I'd that.
0: Read yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So now, having the log line helps. I mean, the log line, you know, they might read the log line or they might just go, oh, it's a great, in this particular case, fantasy heist movie set in ancient yes. Arabia. So and so's attached to star, so and so's attached to direct, and it's been produced by blank. Interested? You know?
1: Totally, And I think that that all depends on whether how high concept your idea is. Yeah. Um, so,
0: Excuse me. Yeah.
1: So if your idea is easily pitchable in three words, and yeah. you can go, it's a fan in space, Santa in space. Um, then you don't need a full log line, but if you have a slightly more complex idea that needs a little of explaining, you're gonna need to probably have something to help your reps or your producer actually pitch that.
0: Yeah,
1: um, interestingly, in our case, in this particular situation, because the movie was developed at a previous studio, um, we wrote a letter to, to potential new buyers saying here's the history of the project Yeah, and this is what we would like to do with it moving forward. Yep. Um, we'll see how that goes. We'll let you know. Uh, yeah. And um, and then you hope that everyone that your agent and, and producer has called, everybody on this master list that they've compiled goes, yeah, I'd like to read that. That sounds mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. And then the script is sent down and the script is sent to these, uh, these, buyers who are reading your script yeah. um and in the old days like the old days nine years ago 2019
0: yeah 20, <laughs> well
1: yeah i mean even i feel like it's been getting worse and worse and worse ever since sure. it's old yeah, winter's yeah, yeah. night but um you know there used to be urgency behind reading those scripts um yeah. I, I i assume that there's There still is, depending on the project, right? um, I can only. Funny though, isn't it? Because
0: it does just feel like we were saying today. uh, Our script went out on Friday, um, and we're going. We might not hear back for two or three weeks. Yeah, which is (laughs) weird. (laughs) Which is weird for a screenplay because you know I feel like I can I can read a screenplay in two or three hours. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's taking places. Is there a backlog? I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe there's just an enormous backlog of scripts that studios are reading. Maybe there is. But it does just feel at the moment that things are taking a really long time for things to get read. And I don't know, genuinely, I don't know the answer.
1: I I think there is... I think there's a lot of development that was probably purchased during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So the urgency to fill those development spots, um, isn't quite there. Um, I think that there probably is a backlog of scripts, but that's why you try and put together the best package you can, because, you know, the reality is, yes, they have a lot to read, but they're always going to put the most exciting thing on the top of that pile, no matter how, the other one. Of
0: course, yeah, of course.
1: Especially if they think someone else might be interested first because they want to get in on it. Mm -hmm. The thing that's happened, which is really strange, is that no one seems to feel like they have to rush because someone else might be interested first. Right. So, you know, today is Monday. The script went out on Friday. We haven't heard anything, and I don't expect to. I don't expect to
0: hear anything
1: today, yeah. In 2014,
0: when (laughs) we sold Winter's Night, I would have. Yeah. And so I don't really know what's changed. But it was interesting, wasn't it? Because even when The Princess went out. Oh it yeah. went out and we and we had a you know twenty twenty and we had and it weeks
1: was, and weeks, weeks before we heard. Who I wanna say it was about and who
0: three wasn't. weeks and we were kind of going, Oh, it hasn't sold.
1: Well and there were multiple people that were interested but every everyone wanted different things and it yeah. was there was much less of a frenzy right. there used to be this thing with a hot spec where it was
0: still I wonder if there's still this aspect of like the I feel like occasionally even now I see on deadline like hot package hot package yes
1: how often you just see hot spec by yeah. itself.
0: Totally. I think it's really like it's
1: always a hot package. It's a hot package. And there is a frenzy around that, or a hot IP. Is a hot package
0: similar to a hot pocket? Hot
1: (laughs) (laughs) pocket. I don't know. You can't fit that package in your pocket. (laughs) Um, So the um, you know, the thing is that uh you know, in twenty fourteen we took out what was a hot package. It really was. We had great directors, a big producer, a a great second pro- our our other producer yeah. and um and a great script not to toot our own horn too much <laughs> um but uh but that was a really interesting scenario i mean they played that like they had done back channeling to see if anyone would be interested so they yeah. knew where interest was before ever sending the script out yeah they then set meetings with the directors and the studios that were the most interested very specifically and they had sent the script only like Think a day before the meeting yeah um and then they told everyone don't give us an offer yet even if you're interested they like our agent at the time played it like there's going to be an auction on friday you can place your offers then and it was a very ballsy move i think but i think he had had at least two people contact him at that point saying we might be interested in this to know that there was gonna be at least some kind yeah. of an auction. Yeah. And then that Thursday night, we got a call saying there's five studios interested, we're gonna have an auction tomorrow morning. Um, and that was a really kind of crazy, frenetic, really cool. interesting thing. You had deadline articles updating the course of that bidding war. Yeah, um, I don't see that very often anymore.
0: Yeah, that, I, I feel like know. I've seen it maybe once or twice over the last year, year and a half. You know, and again, yeah, it's it's yeah. all been packages, all been these right. All
1: been it's like oh, hot package with the Rock and Ryan Reynolds. You know, right, right. Um, but anyway, the reality is, you're still going to take your spec to market because you we are. all got to sell our specs. So um, you do what you can, and you yeah, wait. and then if multiple you people know.
0: become interested in it, that's great. That's obviously going to yeah. up the price. Normally, you, you may then also be able to um, work in extra th- aspects as part of the deal. You can say, well, you know. If you've reached a similar price point, and you and they're both sitting, you can say, "Well, can I have a producer credit?" There are other things that you can start to bargain if people yeah. want it enough, yeah. you know. Um, and here's and what- hopefully,
1: you know what what you hope for is that one person, because it only takes one one person, calls yeah. your agent and says, "I love it." Yeah. Then your agent goes and calls everyone else that it went to and says, totally. "I an offer. Are you interested or not?" Yeah. And then they can start the the frenzy. Totally. Um, hopefully, but you need that first bite. That's the really interesting part of it. Is like yeah. and we went through that on the princess. It's like you need the first bite to start the whole to yeah. start that frenzy. Yeah. Everybody just wait. It's like everybody sits back and goes, "Is someone else going to take a bite?" Totally. The and it's bite? weird
0: because <laughs> there are there are you know some buyers out there <coughs> netflix who won't make an offer until someone else has made an offer
1: yeah and then they'll make such a big offer that they just right because the they're just like take it off the table um we have not experienced that we've not experienced um, that but it's very known that <laughs> um, does so anyway that. you know if you're lucky enough you'll have more than one offer then you'll get to experience what we did through uh having a bidding war and that yep. is insanely exciting and and lucky and and God bless. Yeah. Um, and if you at least have one person who's willing to offer, that's when your lawyer jumps in.
0: Indeed. And then Maybe the we'll lawyer is the one we'll who negotiates the deal. Going through deals and all. We're, 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 we're going through what's called an if come deal at the moment. I think we talked about this the other day on a TV yeah. show. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about what those deals look like and the kinds of things that
1: are. Yeah, we can talk about deals another time. We've hit. Uh, the 20 minute mark I think we talked five minutes prior to the so it's so it pretty it good 15 minutes on the way in which taking us back to market happens it's I'm sure it was thrilling for everyone um,
0: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Good stuff all right then all right. so um, we are now at a really exciting place in our script because we have finished the outline of act one. Mm-hmm. i think we feel very i feel very happy personally about where yeah, we're up to with yeah, it. it feels absolutely. like it's in a good, good place um and interesting that it's taken about 30 hours to get there from zero to this place just interesting to observe yeah thirty you know, about, hours. about 30 hours yeah probably 30 well times.
1: less because we were doing those half hour talks less because
0: we've been doing half an hour chats actually, actually i would say it's probably around 25 hours sure fine i'll take it 25 25
1: hours, hours isn't even a week's worth of our work days yeah that's right so yeah. that's actually pretty good. It is. I, I mean, I um, I'm, I'm very pleased by that. But we are still in the outlining phase. So we yeah, still have to continue perfect. doing that. Indeed. Um, Indeed. I think, you know, we are entering the uh, one of the most challenging sections of a movie script, which is your act two. Yeah. Um, writers talk about this all the time. Act one is exciting because you've got a new idea and you're loving it and you're getting to do all the juicy setup stuff comes easy. Act three is usually pretty easy because you go in like, hey, it's a big climax. and I mean, you kind of knew what was going to happen at the end mm-hmm. before you even started writing. Yeah. Act two is where the meat is. And when yeah. you come up with an idea from the very beginning, that's not usually what you think about. <laughs> usually yeah, it's like, think about the here's beginning my concept,
0: or where I want it to end. Yeah, and you might have a couple of ideas for, again, in our kinds of movies, like action set pieces. Yeah, but... You know, I want, want to have a thing, really... Uh, what's, what's Tom Cruise hang on the side of a plane.
1: Right, like you don't come to it like, oh, I have this great idea. There's this montage that I've been wanting to write. <laughs> I mean, like you don't like... <laughs> You know what I really want? I really want, I want a montage of montages. Right? Like, oh, Jake, I have this awesome idea. It's a darkest moment where a character, you're like, no, that's like not how the enthusiasm begins. And yet they are essential parts of the process. Act two and all of its turning points.
0: And yeah. It's the majority of the movie. And and we're going to say, you know, it it is act two that kills the screenwriter.
1: It, yeah,
0: You know, act ones are easy to write. You know? I mean,
1: easy-ish
0: but yeah. You know, they are, I I feel like I personally have written a bunch of act ones. I feel like we've written a bunch of act ones. Mm. And then act two is really kind of the work. Because you're setting everything up in act one. You're setting up all the problems, you're setting up all the characters, setting up all the the potential of what this movie is going to be. And then in Act Two, you actually have to realize that, and right. you may find that you go, "Oh, hang on, there was a really good setup here, but maybe there's not a movie here." <laughs> <laughs> we and that,
1: that happened. You go, "Oh, maybe this is better uh, as a TV show." Oh yeah, maybe totally. better as a comic book. Yeah, or maybe, maybe this just isn't good at all. Maybe it's
0: better in the <laughs> trash. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no act. I, I will agree, but you know what? Here's the thing. I do think that if you ha- if you can do a solid act one, and I don't really yeah. agree that they're easy. I just would say that no. I not. know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: if you can set up a really great foundation, it's just the act two kit will come. It's just fucking hard. It's, and it looks and it, Look, how this much is resilience, rough. How much are you will? Yeah. How much banging your head against the wall are you willing to do
0: yeah um
1: and that's uh also why we outline. because yeah. man if you go into an act two without knowing where you're going
0: and we've done that and we've done that before we've gone oh we've outlined act one we're so eager to get writing right that we'll just start writing and you get out one done then you go and you but you're at the same place and then you do get started then, what, then what's difficult about that is i feel like you're going from being in motion on a screenplay to then stopping and then yeah. thinking about it again yeah um and that can there's something very wonderful about and we've said this a lot what we really like to do is actually write
1: <laughs> weirdly
0: enough we actually enjoy writing at the end of the yeah. day we go oh you i probably write.
1: think we just enjoy talking
0: <laughs> i know right but we do actually <laughs> enjoy writing and and you get a great creative buzz from that. You really do, it's fantastic. I love being in that creative flow. Mm -hmm. And um, if you then have to stop that and then go back to kind of a bit kind of more heady work, planning work, other side of the brain work, then I think it can kind of stop that and stop that flow. And we've experienced that a few times where it's been like, oh, you know. So
1: all of that being said, we're about to enter into this place Um, and there's a couple of ways I think you can kind of make it easier. We tend to, um, while we also, while we do three acts and we've talked about this before, we also do, um, sequences and we kind of do a, um, -hmm. an eight, eight sequence structure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sometimes, like everything else, starting macro and moving down can help identify what scenes should happen where. Mm -hmm. I do think on our Scratch, we did a little bit of that, which is good. Um, And we should probably look at that to see what our our big moments are. I mean, ultimately, you have to know what your midpoint is going to be because you have to know what you're working towards in the first half of Act 2. And then you have to know what your climax of Act 2 is going to be because, again, you have to know from that midpoint turn Where are you driving from
0: this point? Yeah, Yeah. you're it's like having a map, yeah, super broad. You're gonna go, Well, we're gonna travel from uh Seattle, I'm gonna go to Boise, Idaho, Mm and then go to Chicago, and then we're gonna work our way down to New York. Um, And depending
1: on the type of movie, there's also like In a movie like this one that we're writing, which is an action fantasy movie, you're going to want to have action sequences. You're not going to go through, you know, 60 minutes of your script with no action. So usually, usually you'll have some kind of a set piece that leads you out of act one. You'll have a set piece that's right in the middle. Your midpoint turn probably revolves around a set piece of some kind. Mm -hmm. And then your climax of act two will also have potentially some kind of a set piece. Um, So, and it all depends, of course, on the size of movie that you're doing. Some of those set pieces might be giant. Some of them might be very small. But still, a set piece doesn't necessarily mean um, that it has to blow out the budget. It's just a big focal point moment, a trailer moment. In a in a $10 million movie, you can still have a set piece. It's just that set piece might be hand to hand fighting, you know, um mm. some stunt work. Very, very intense game of
0: chess or back Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, in a in a, uh, in Queens Gambit, I bet they probably described some of those as like we have this really great set piece where everybody is in the thing. You know, I don't oh, have any yeah, yeah, idea yeah, how yeah, they yeah. described it, but um, you know, we don't write those kinds of movies, so it's okay. But uh, usually, you know, some kind of explosive in the metaphorical sense moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and hopefully, those set pieces revolve around plot and character because that's what you want yeah. so you can link those to a turning point yeah um sometimes that's as i was just saying it's like yeah. out of act one the midpoint turn yeah moving out of act two then at least there's a reason for them to happen instead of yeah. hey let's just have a fight here right because those are boring
0: yeah, um, oh, yeah. why don't we open up our scratch and just revisit Revisit that. I know we have had it open the other day briefly, but let's have a little look. Just I just want to just refresh my memory about where we're going, what we talked about. Um sure. and what the what the goal is mm. of this really movie, cool. of this story. Um, obviously, Sam is the stakes yeah. character. What is at stake? What are they going to try and do? We were talking about, are they going to the holy land? to try and stop this. yeah
1: no we we went we went away from that i believe well let's have a little what well, um, yeah
0: um okay see. so keep going keep, keep going keep going up well, let- yeah so 2.1 mm-hmm. so climax demon finds sam but guess what other demons are coming to we get a big fun set piece Demon forces Sam to come with her. We, we now have this Hank character in here as well, our human demon-hunter yeah. type character, creating lots of wonderful conflict, um, thus creating a conflict-based relationship to start. Sam sees that the demon is a demon by capturing a glimpse in the mirror or something. Again, we'll we'll figure out exactly mm. how, she, how she knows. So act 2.1 in our scratchpad says, on the road, scene where she gets the lowdown, we get the lowdown, but only... What the demon knows. God has a plan for you. And that's why um, hell is after you. Again, different, different. Where we're at at the moment. This is
1: very different. I wonder if we have another. You know, sometimes with scratch pads,
0: we we, we have tend multiples. To just keep going. Yeah, um, I'll just read this just for a second. Yeah, the demons sure. are after us, as well as the police, who think Sam has been kidnapped. Yes, one okay. biker gang obstacle, maybe. Maybe they get to the Middle East. Sure. Again, we've we Yeah,
1: this has to do with the celestials and the yes. demons, and we've gone away. This was our old idea, our old one. Right? This was the old thing. So um when as we kept going through this we talked about characters um research list new take all right uh so charlise is going to realize the antichrist is here the demons are coming so she goes to find hank that's not she doesn't go and find him yeah, yeah, no, yeah. um let's see recruits hank in a fight to join their cars they kidnap sam they discover that if she takes a human life she'll become the antichrist that could still work okay work. zod and his crew are coming after them cops also coming after them first part is about finding sam and deciding what to do with her while keeping the demons away from her then she's captured and we need to get her back before she cracks and does the one thing that will turn her to pure evil um that's all we actually have for the structure of this new so
0: yeah so while we were talking about maybe moving away from the concept of going to the holy land, we haven't got it actually in a in a structural sense so let's have a little talk then about what act two and ultimately the ending of this the ending of this movie there's there's going to be elements can we just just refresh ourselves on on where act three was in this slightly older one
1: Black well, 3 and the older one was in the Holy Land.
0: So regardless of whether it's in the Holy Land or not, what 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 plot elements are... There was an angel. ...we talk about. <laughs> okay. Climax so, so, of actually, the movie. Climax of the movie. Charlie shows up and tries to rescue Sam in time, but it turns out Sam and her have planned for this fight all along. Demons are here to fight, 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 win. The villain angel faces the consequences. Yeah, I mean, none of, the of this reaction. is relevant. The angel gets him a new one, takes his wings, and sends him to hell. Okay, yes. So there's stuff that we haven't that we need to kind of re re, re look at. Yeah. I mean from where we're up to right now. Because we've had a lot of conversations. The idea is to continue to move forward and develop and evolve. So I think that's just what we need to have a look at. Devolve.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yes. um you know, I guess the big questions that I will ask, and I think some of this still works for me, um, would be uh, first, what is our big midpoint turn? Um, if we are now on the run, which we are, um, we've just seen Hank and Charlize escape, taking Sam hostage, mm-hmm. cops seeing them go. We're on the run. One of the things we talked about is, um, and I was new act two um one of the things we talked about was um and the question that we had not answered is what is their plan from here and i think that and one of the things we talked about was that they don't actually know yet and so they find a place where they've escaped who's looking for them and they can be at least take a moment to breathe Mm -hmm. i mentioned watching um you know uh, the the old man. Mm-hmm. My guess is you didn't do your homework. How about
0: I to watch the bear? Uh,
1: <laughs> the bear. Did, you didn't tell me you watched the bear. I watched the bear. Um, yes. Did you enjoy the bear? I
0: enjoyed. I enjoyed the bear. I enjoyed that. So episode one of the bear. Yes. Great.
1: Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Episode one. So you watched twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so. I had mentioned this moment in uh, in The Old Man where ah. they pull into this clearing and he lets her out of the car and all that. But the point being, there needs to be a moment early on whereby uh, Sam becomes an active part of this crew and not just a hostage. Yes, someone uh, along know. for the ride. Yeah, I, um, I don't
0: find those characters that interesting. You know, at Yeah, I mean, well,
1: especially if they're tied and gagged in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're not going to be very interesting either. Totally. But you know, but even but even if they're not, like there's just this aspect of, you know, I don't. It, it's kind of almost the damsel in distress. I'm not interested in that. You know, yeah, uh, no, I'm I, interested I, I, in, I in exploring this character and seeing how they become fully, fully evolved in that sense.
1: Yeah. No. I. I yeah. I. I mean, Sam's got to have an arc. Clearly, if she's not yeah. active and present. She can't fulfill that mm-hmm. arc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so very early in act two, we, we're going to release her and have to convince her that she needs to stay with us because mm-hmm. the fate of the world truly is at stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there needs to be a turning point, a major turning point at the middle of the movie that takes us from probably... Running, I mean, a a lot of times in chase movies, you end up having a big turning point, whether it's at the end or whether it's in the middle, whereby the the chase gets flipped around, whereby Mm. we have to now stop running. We have to either go after a person that's been kidnapped or we're going to hold our ground because there's no point. Well,
0: let's have mind. a little look at Terminator 2 as being the example. And again, we haven't we haven't rewatched it yet, but I think we'll just kind of have a little conversation about it. Yeah, I remember it. it pretty well. Yeah, same, same, same. Yeah. So the first part is Arnie finds John Connor. And then they decide, and again, I can't fully remember why, to go and get Sarah Connor. I think because Arnie says something along the lines of, you know, um, he'll go for your he'll go for your mother. <laughs> it's an easy target, and he's like, yeah. "No, we gotta we go gotta and get, get there first. Yeah, so yeah. we've had the very first part where we've been running from the Terminator with the T1000, and we've escaped. We've discovered that the parents are dead. the The foster parents mm-hmm. are dead. And then the next part, the next movement is we gotta go and break Sarah out of the. And that's
1: probably pretty, what. I- uh, it's probably around two point one, really. I would what think we call two point one. It's what they what they say in the hero's journey is like the gaining of allies. Totally, absolutely. You know, Sarah right. is their only ally. Yes. yes. Uh, so they go there,
0: but sure enough, the T one thousand meets them there. Yep. You know, I think is already there.
1: Yeah. You know, and now this is a movie, granted, Terminator Two has a lot of set pieces. They're amazing. Um, it's a big movie and it's kind of a long movie too. Sure. Um so but oh, yes, they, so yeah, they go and break out Sarah. He's in the hospital.
0: Yes, right. So they go and break Sarah out. Then they then they go on the run. Mm-hmm. And when they're on the run, Sarah kind of goes a bit rogue and is like, I'm gonna go and find, I'm gonna go and find Miles Dyson and stop all this before it happens. Yeah, I mean she, that's
1: kind of the turning point in the movie, right? Totally.
0: She goes off, sh- off she
1: leaves they and we go go her. Her. Yeah. they go after her,
0: they go after her. They find her just before she kills Miles Dyson, it's, and they it's go not at
1: Dyson's house where Dyson says, "I'll help you."
0: Yes, and they go. And that's
1: where the movie shifts.
0: Yes, we are going to stop running, right. and we are going to our goal go-
1: changes. Change. It's not just escaping the T one thousand. It becomes yeah. if we can destroy this, we can stop uh,
0: Skynet for good. Totally. So yeah. they go to Cyberdyne Systems to go and get access to the robotic hand and the chip. Massive
1: set piece. Massive, massive,
0: massive, massive massive set piece.
1: Huge and awesome. But
0: from a character perspective, we've stopped running and we're now on the offensive. Correct. But of course the T-1000 is going to, isn't actually in that sequence though. That's just against Shows up right at the end. Shows up right at the end. I think after they've already escaped, but then races after them. We have then another oh, set right. piece, and then I have to feel like we're into Act Three. Oh yeah, we is, are. Chase, 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 chase. Well, that, chase that,
1: movie, what, that movie has so many big set piece moments that the moments in between the set pieces are quite small. Actually, sure, sure. Um, they're really effective, though. I mean, you have they the are. moment where they're in the desert, and you have that great character scene all with the John guns. And Arnie. Yeah, you know, um, totally. yeah. You have the thing with all the guns. You yeah. have, I mean, like yeah, where they find like the the resistance thing that she's been setting up you know yeah um but there's not a ton it's like that's like the allies section and the kind of whatever fun and games you may want is like him playing around with the terminator Mm -hmm. and then it's straight into action again um and same with the first terminator honestly is so much movement the number of times that they slow down are very small but every time you do it's really it's a, it's a very important sure. part of the story. It's how the story is effective yeah. on a character level.
0: It's interesting, though, because just talking through, through Terminator, there were, I think, four major set pieces that we just described. Escaping yeah. the T-1000 in the L.A. River. <laughs> you well, know.
1: Before that, you have the
0: mall. Yeah, I guess it's all part of that, isn't it? It's all. I mean, part that's of that like scene. probably like a ten-minute. It's probably a ten-minute sequence. sequence. Yeah. So there's that one. Then there is breaking Sarah out of the.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hospital.
0: Yeah. Then there's um.
1: Dyson or, or, or...
0: going to get it really a set. No, piece? no, that's
1: not a set piece. It's the yeah, it's, piece. it's it's. Uh, then segment, cyberdyne. You know, cyberdyne. Yeah. And
0: then the end. So yeah. You've got
1: four major four set pieces. Major set piece but each system. one of those is humongous.
0: Oh absolutely
1: interesting you say that when you count that out when we were talking to uh an executive at universal once that's right described how they come up with the fast and the furious movies um not surprisingly they start with the set pieces
0: um
1: and they do four
0: yeah
1: four major set pieces in each Fast and the Furious movie is what they start with. I couldn't tell you if that's what they end up with, but that's where they yeah. start. Yeah. And they go, here's the things that we want the characters to do. Now let's find a story. <laughs> we right we don't <laughs> work that way. We start with a story. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting to go, for a big action movie, you really only need four major set pieces. Yeah. And if you think about where those are, they're actually at the places that we were talking about. One is yeah. the climax of Act 1. Sure. One is the midpoint. Yeah. One is the... End of Act 2. The, the end of Act 2. Yeah, yeah. And one is your climax of the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. Um, sure. Now, interestingly, the that actually isn't 100% true for T2. Where would you say the midpoint? Hmm. the way they do in the three, actually is there's no set piece at the midpoint you have a 2.1 set piece and a 2.2 yeah. set piece it's the midpoint of, happens in the characters
0: that's it is that there is a change of direction a change of focus we're not going to run anymore
1: we're going we're to, going
0: yeah. to take the fight to him and we're not going to kill yeah. him we're going to use him well he goes to kill fighting. him what? She goes to kill him. But then we show up and so stop. We and
1: and we decide we can actually all do this together.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And actually, you know what? I I got to say, like, having a, having a 2.1 and a 2.2 set piece also really, really works. And I think that actually um, that might serve this movie really well. Instead of it having a midpoint game. set piece, yeah. what is our... But, but in order to do that, you still need to know what that turning point in the middle is. Regardless of the set piece, you got to know, oh, the middle of the movie, Sarah and gang are going to stop running from the T-1000 and try and take down Cyberdyne. That's your middle of the movie turn, right? Sure. Yeah. So what is our middle of the movie turn when we've got Charlize, Sam, and Hank on the run from the Demons and the Cop? Mm-hmm. and their whole thing is that sam in theory could become the antichrist they have two options either we kill her and that stops her from becoming the antichrist but they've already chosen not to take option a yeah option b but it's is
0: still always an option
1: but it is still always an option Option, in fact, there might even be a moment right towards the end where they where Charlize is almost about to kill her and then something great happens and she doesn't.
0: Um, I was just seeing a moment and I can't quite decide how it plays out, but she, Sam's got a gun to it. She's like, I'm just gonna do it, I'm just gonna end it right now. And she pulls the trigger, but they, they've taken the gun. Oh, that's just, cool. Just, Sam
1: actually t- tries to take herself out, I like yeah. that. Yeah, um, now here's the thing though option b is unclear what is option b
0: and that's it it is unclear
1: option b is we just run forever
0: and that's and, this, and these were some of the and these were some of the conversations we had early on yeah because, because i i i felt and I, it it bumped me that that was that that was the that that was the choice just run forever there must be a something that we can do to stop this from happening mm. You know, well, I guess so here's
1: the question when Arnold gets John Connor pre everything that Sarah brings to the table what are his two options
0: I mean his only option is we've got to get you away we've got to protect we you we run forever You
1: we live in a cabin somewhere in the woods so that you can grow up and become the leader of the rebellion I mean that's literally that is it is we yeah. will be on the run forever Sarah brings in a new perspective and thus gives them an option B, but ultimately fails. I mean, they end up on the run again. Well, they don't fail. They've
0: got it with them, they haven't destroyed it yet.
1: Well, but they, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on whether you believe Terminator 3 actually happens or not. (laughs) But but what I mean by that (laughs) is
0: they don't blow the chip up and the arm up at Cyberdyne. They right. take that with them, and they're going to then destroy that with them at the end, which they ultimately do.
1: Yes. Yes. Is what but I, mean? I don't know that that's their like their. I don't know that they're headed towards the the factory where they're gonna where they ultimately met. no i, I mean ultimately, um, ultimately because
0: they're being chased yes
1: they end up we have to deal with fortunately it. they end up at a place where they can do it had they ended yeah. up in an ice cream store they'd be fucked
0: they would be but fucked instead oh, they what? ended up in a an ice cream fucking
1: factory metal factory yeah thank
0: goodness it was a metal factory and not an ice cream factory like, well, oh, thank goodness, I'm goodness, do. you know
1: sarah connor has a really good knack for ending up in factories in
0: factories so, so what i was she saying again, it was like he's a
1: really good factory finder well
0: in ter- both terminator 2 and aliens james cameron just copies the ending of the first film and no one goes that was a complete copy of the first film they just go yeah it works really well and it was everyone
1: well. did that for star wars you know like when they when they basically just copied star wars and force awakens everyone was like that's just a copy and you go it
0: was weird wasn't it because I felt that way. I was just like, oh, I didn't feel fresh. But when James Cameron does, you're like, it's great. <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, you just ripped yourself off. <laughs> like, how many plot moments in
1: Avatar 2 are going to be the exact same as in Avatar I wonder.
0: 1? I wonder, but I am excited. I am excited.
1: I am too. Yeah. I'm um. Excited. I love Cameron movies. I mean, I'm- I, mean, I do
0: too. Yeah. I do you too. Do Here's too. what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen in it. They're all going to get on a big boat at the end because it takes place at sea, and that's going to slowly sink. And uh, the two avatars Um, are going
1: to... But the point is that they end up running again. And so while we're talking about option A, option B, whatever, um, they never go in that movie, we're going to go up against the T-1000. In in the original Terminator, they never go, you know what, we're going to take a stand against the Terminator. That's not an option. That is not part of their options at all. Yeah. But um, in Terminator
0: 2, they go, there is a way to defeat this thing without, without having, having to defeat to
1: fight it. it. Right. Right. And
0: that is what I think we're looking for here. Yes. You know, there has to be a how can we. It's not get rid of the curse it's not a curse but how can we get rid of the curse
1: essentially that's an option C like whereas in in the terminator it was option A is to run forever option B is to go to cyberdyne because going up against T1000 isn't even an option mm. in our movie option A is to kill her which we've decided isn't an option so option B is to run together or option C is to blank yeah and that's what the midpoint choice needs I to agree be. I agree. You know? I agree. So how do you... So in in Terminator 2, the way to defeat the evil was to destroy Cyberdyne, which would ultimately um, make the evil non-existent. In this movie, that does not work. Um, There's no way to... We're not going to destroy Sam. She's a descendant right. of Cain, regardless. There's no way yeah. to like change that. Um, you must she... travel through
0: time to go and kill Cain.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, you know... We take her to a lot of soup kitchens and she does charity work so that she can start to become... <laughs> and it's a, nice and it's a montage
0: of montages. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, seriously, yeah, how must can you been.
1: reverse... How do you make her not a target anymore? Yeah and that's ultimately what it is. you by by destroying Cyberdyne, John doesn't become a target anymore and thus yeah. the movie can start. Okay,
0: so so let's just go through it then and it's just gonna be creating law and, and rules and yeah, and, totally. and because reasons. Mm-hmm. So um, she is a descendant of Cain. She um, and not only that, but she is experiencing incredible... Um, emotional darkness and distress in her life. She has lost people she cares about. She's lost all will to live. So let's just be clear. And again, it's just coming down to the brass tacks of it. What does it mean to be the bringer of darkness, to be the Antichrist? It's just getting into specifics. Is it, she's not obviously the president of the United States with, with the the nuclear codes. What does it actually mean? Is she going to become the vessel of this? spirit this being this thing or how is she going to be no, the- we,
1: so what we had talked about yeah. previous is that if she were to take a human life it would be the thing that would tip her over she will become the bringer of darkness and that she'll be able to open a portal using her demonic energy her, her dark energy big enough for all of hell to essentially take over the world
0: right so that is what... But we
1: don't ever really want to get there. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to... This movie cannot be so big that we, like, open a fucking hell mouth. Okay. You know, but, but there's no no need to,
0: because she's never going to take a human life. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just trying to figure this part out, isn't it? I'm Just kind of going, what is the... What's the way to stop, to stop that from happening i mean if it's just as simple as taking a human life just lock her up i mean you know good
1: but then how do you know that the demons won't keep coming for her uh-huh. and yeah. break yeah. her out
0: right great so that's not an option. and again this is this is a debate they can have on screen um, as well right
1: i mean yeah. like well, but like I, that's why like running forever at the moment and it's not an option are-
0: they're always going to find you
1: Yeah, they'll find you event and we would have to keep running and keep running and keep running and keep running for your entire life.
0: Great. So then is there again, coming back to early conversations, is there a place we can go that will get rid of this thing that you have somehow?
1: Well, if she is. All right. So let's let's talk that through. If the reason that she could be the bringer of darkness is because there's so much demonic evil energy that she is that has grown inside of her that Uh has come out through her life experience that it exists within her, she has so much darkness. Um, then the way to reverse that would be to somehow alleviate the darkness, right? Somehow make her, um, you know, good.
0: And there's only one place you we know, can do that. Disney World.
1: Disney World. Um, like, if if we were going religious with it, it would be like, you need to be baptized. Sure, yes. Some great thing yes, like it, that. Yes, you it know? would. Yes, it would. Um, yeah, yeah, if yeah. we were, you know, going to do something whereby, you know, um, like, what would be a way to... Yeah, they basically decide. They're like, you know, Charlize looks at her and says, "This girl is one action away." Yeah, opening a fucking portal to hell. Sure. The the good. If I was smart, I would just kill her right now because then it'd be done. But I'm not. That won't be
0: that. Not
1: that demon anymore. Yeah, and so I would go. Well, there is one other way, and the other way is to actually not make her the bringer of darkness anymore. Yeah. How the fuck do you do that? Well, the reason she became the bringer of darkness is because of all the fucking darkness in her life. Sure. And the fact that she walked a very dark, fucked up path. And as a result, because she's a descendant of Cain, that manifested into demonic energy. Sure. So we have to remove that darkness. Um, And so we go and buy a lot of
0: kittens and... That's it. They go to a kitten store. <laughs> they go to a kitten farm um, in uh, no. in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Right. <laughs>
1: we're going to <laughs> going to rescue a bunch of dogs and kittens. Totally. And throw a birthday party.
0: Right. Uh. <laughs> but you know, I mean, uh, coming back to early again, early conversations. What, what I feel that we're doing a lot today, which is great. Um, if it were as simple as. You've got to get her to X because that's got the like. If it were going to be back, I'm just, I'm just going to use the baptism as a as a sure. as a thing. Like can't just be anywhere. It needs to be this special Baptist Baptist font in New York. Then I go okay, cool. Now I know we're traveling from Portland to. We're New going
1: York. to a specific place.
0: Going to a specific place. Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah. Um.
0: um I mean, where would be? It's very clean is yeah. what I like about that. I just go, I, I understand. I don't it. like
1: the baptism thing because it doesn't feel fresh to me. I hear
0: you. I um, agree. I'm that as a placeholder. Yeah, no, I, I get Honestly, it. I get it. I like I'm, it. I'm
1: yeah. wondering if there's another place on earth that we could think of as like the ultimate place of pure energy. Like if this is dark energy, if she is demonic energy, what would be a place not necessarily religion-based, yeah. But actually, just spiritually based, that would be the ultimate point of pure good energy. Sure. And is there something Disney like World. what
0: <laughs> Disney World? Disney <laughs> World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what? But what is that place? You know, is yeah, it like, like the Sedona, Arizona,
1: Himalayas in a monastery? Maybe. Or
0: like that. Maybe. Is yeah. there a
1: pool that is supposedly the you know? um a... i mean do you
0: take it to the pool of bethesda in uh in it in jerusalem but again it feels religious it in that sense but it, is there the like, you, know, that, you know a
1: a um something on a ley line something in a like some sort of mythical like Stonehenge in the middle of Stonehenge. Sure. Kind of yeah, thing, yeah, it know? was one of the things
0: we talked about. It was early right. on too. Yeah, like do that. Yeah, one yeah one like do they, like they have
1: to go yeah. to? Oh, you and actually, what's quite, quite fun about it is if it's not something we would expect, it would be even funnier. So yes. tonally, it's like we have to go to Mount <laughs> bad bad example. We have to go to Mount Rushmore. Why Mount Rushmore? It's the place. Well, I didn't know this. It was built world. on sacred
0: ley lines. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, like, wait a minute. We have to go where? <laughs> you know, it's like, like, is there something fun? Not, it can't be too funny and too good. No, it can't, fun. it can't. You know, like, we, you have to go to, um, you know.
0: I mean, it could a... be somewhere kind of random if we were like, you know, or it could be yeah. something like, it could be somewhere we know. It could be somewhere we know, you know. It's, it's it's Stonehenge, it's, uh, you know, St. Peter's, it's wherever, somewhere in Jerusalem, whatever. It could be any of these, any of these things. Could be somewhere. Is mm. it the spot of the first murder? Is it where that happened? There's actually a thing and we have to go there and do something there and it's somewhere in...
1: I was just Stonehenge. thinking, like, is it something that, and this goes to, like, maybe, like, what demons have done and why mm. and how and the fact mm. that, like... There's no there there really is no counter to demons on the earth other than human goodness, right? So like is it a place that the demons have created almost propaganda throughout time to think that it's a bad place? But actually mm-hmm. they they did that on purpose. That's like, interesting. Where would know, that be? Um
0: Troydon
1: um no i mean where where do you think of as like you know like imagine if it was like you know mount doom oh we've made sure. you think mount doom is the worst place in middle earth but, but actually actually, actually it's, we, it's quite
0: nice this time of year worse. the skiing's wonderful actually it's the one
1: place that has that it's that's all about pure goodness you know totally yeah yeah, um,
0: yeah. we're gonna have to continue to dwell on this because we've almost hit we're about to hit an hour Oh man, this, we
1: didn't really get into it. Oh, we didn't really entry, get, but here's that. the thing this
0: is it is that this is, we get to this moment and we go, okay, we're delving further into act two. What is the rest of the movie going to be? We've ha- we've went into it knowing it and now we're going, oh, does that still work? But it's okay. It's why we outlined yeah. it. Yeah.
1: It's why we do the yes. work. And again, and everything is it. still works. It's just figuring out, I mean, even just yes. what we just came up with. Yes, it would be great if it was a place that we know, but like you said, there could be a pool in the Amazon rainforest. Totally. That is actually the garden of Eden that nobody right. realizes is the real garden of Eden.
0: Completely. And I'd yes. be down with that. Yeah, totally. This was, this was the original location. This the, garden is the actual
1: Eden. garden of Eden. The totally. what? The actual garden of yeah. Eden. This is where it was back then. That
0: we could re- remove your demonic energy. Yeah, totally. So we have to get there. We do. And we will. Next time on Ben and Jake Write a Movie.
1: Next time. All right. Join us tomorrow, guys. Oh, announcement as well. Announcement time. This Friday. Friday. At 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh Uh-huh. Pacific time. We will have a very special guest. And his name is Derek Kolstad, the creator of the John Wick franchise. He has agreed to come on Ben and Jake Write a Movie and talk about his process. So, super fun. Yes. Come and join us and make sure you subscribe so that you are alerted to when we go live. Yeah. And you can be here for that interview. Yeah. All right. Thanks, dude. Good bye